With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like my Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Doug Gottlieb Show is brought to you by Bet River Sportsbook. Check out the latest lines in the world of sports at Bet River Sportsbook. The most trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21, President of Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Man, we got a lot to get into. Um,. I do think it's amazing on how we go back and through these weird lenses, right? Weird lenses. We look at the NBA finals, for example, and I've been watching, I've been listening, and I, I, I think it's super interesting. You know, I was watching Steven Jackson, of course, was an outstanding NBA player, played with the Spurs championship teams and he's he's ready to try Jonathan Kaminga and move on to younger players away from Draymond Green. In the same sentence, he talks about the fact that younger players, they struggle at the end of, can't win with them at the end of big games. So which which is it? 
It's this idea of do you need tweaks or changes? And as much as the final score and maybe the first quarter score make you think, oh, Warriors are in trouble. Look, down two games to one, having given away home court advantage by losing game one, they are not in perfect shape. Hey, I'm not sitting here telling you they're up three games to none. But this idea that they need to have massive changes is is kind of comical to me. A tweak here, a tweak there, a rotation change here. L- look, the they were up. They outscored the Celtics by eight in the third quarter, right? So a team that was down 13 was then down five, but they had the lead in the third quarter. The fourth quarter, Steph hasn't been particularly good. They haven't been particularly good when he's out or even when he's in. But while it looks 16, insurmountable, it was a blowout, the reality is you don't need massive changes. You need slightly better play from Andrew Wiggins, better play from, um, you need better play, frankly, from Steph in the fourth quarter. You need Draymond to play better. You need to figure out your bench rotations and how to how to generate more points and offense when Steph isn't in. But the third quarter when they had a two-point lead should have been 10. If it's 10, you can survive a lull in the fourth quarter. Here's, here's Clay Thompson. You mentioned the 2015 vibes last night after the game. In, mm-hmm. in 2015, you guys had a move to make. You put Andre in and, and took Bogut out. Do, do you feel right now you guys have a move in your back pocket to make, or is it more just on playing better with who's been playing? I think it's answer B. I think it's just playing better, playing harder, playing as a unit. I don't think we need to make incredible adjustments. I just think we need to uh, come out with that force, that Warriors brand of ball that has been so successful this past decade. I mean, look, they. I, I just, I don't think this series has been non-competitive. If you do, you should rewatch these games. We're doing the thing where we're looking at the final score and trying to figure stuff out. And, I mean, look, in game two, Jordan Poole shot the ball great. It gave them an added lift. In game three, Clay Thompson shot it very well. Steph shot it pretty well. But they had no other real offense outside of occasionally Andrew Wiggins. Wiggins has got to play better. Draymond has got to play better. Poole has got to make more shots and play better. If two of those three things happen, the likelihood is they win. If they don't, the likelihood is they don't win. But we've seen three consecutive games where they've dominated the third quarter. And the games in which they've had a... uh, a big hill to climb coming into it were the ones that they struggled the most in. But all three of these games they've led in the third quarter. And so the, the idea that there's a need for drastic changes doesn't really fit the reality. They got to figure out their, their start of the fourth quarter, what lineup when you take Steph Curry out will, and he comes out at the end of the third quarter, what lineup will sustain them the best and maybe even, push them that's it it's really it 
I don't buy any of this Draymond doesn't need to do a podcast thing. That's silly. Wait, we only we're only going to let him do a podcast when he's playing well. Um, by the way, Draymond not being more athletic than Jalen Brown, J- Draymond not being more athletic than Robert Williams. Those aren't things that a podcast changes. <laughs> They're younger and more athletic, period. This is a really well-constructed, very good team that's been competitive for the last half decade. They've added back Al Horford. They added in Derek White. And here they are, super competitive. But I'm not a dramatic, drastic change sort of guy. And as much as I've heard, and I agree with, like, look, when you have two players, your two big guys that can't score inside, and... I guess the underrated uh, adjustment that's, that Steve Kerr made in game two okay, was playing, uh, how do you say, uh, uh, Nemanja, uh, how do you say his last name? They, they played him a bunch in game two, and he gave them offense because they had, they had no bigs who could score at all. He wasn't effective as they attacked him in game three. You'll probably see him more here in game four. You'll see a little bit more of, of Gary Payton, a little bit more of Otto Porter, as they'll try and figure out how to get more out of Draymond Green. But we, we make it out like Draymond isn't playing hard or isn't boxing out, and he didn't miss box outs. Just had a guy who was more athletic jump over him. Sorry to uh, interrupt, Doug, but uh, it's Bielitsa. Bielitsa, that's yeah. it. I always, I always get few, confused with Nemanja Bielitsa. Thank you. I appreciate that, Isaac. By the way, Isaac, how are you? Oh, good, good to catch up with you. Um, Likewise. So, like, you know, we we make all of these different statements because we're results based. But in watching, did did anyone not predict the Celtics would hop out to a big lead that would come out with great energy playing at home? No, nobody nobody said otherwise. All right. So. That wasn't a surprise. The third quarter run wasn't a surprise. Just their inability to push the lead big enough and then sustain that lead once they got it. Those are the things. You know, you, you can't come from 10, 15 down and make costly turnovers and miss dead layups. And obviously some of the layups are hurt by the fact that you have Robert Williams defending the rim. The other thing we do is we... we we act like this is a one-team, one-sided sort of affair, like where Draymond Green's not playing well. Well, there's a chance, though, that Robert Williams is so athletic, he, he can affect Draymond Green. Like, there's two teams at play here. I've never really understood that. We do that with coaches as well. You know, ah, don't give Nick Saban two weeks to prepare for a big game. You know, the other guy can prepare for a big game too, yeah. So... I'm not as down on the Warriors as others are. I don't, I'm with Clay. I don't see the need for drastic changes. A tweak here, a tweak there. And when you get that lead, execute better and extend it more. I'm not sitting here saying the Warriors have them right where they want them. But this is far from over, far from a mismatch. And the Celtics are actually good. They're young, they're athletic, the age they have, the experience they have in some key spots has carried them, but they also haven't been pushed to the test where it's an end of the game, have to make a, you know, got to make a play here, got to make a play there. 
And, oh, yeah, by the way, if we learned anything from the Celtics Heat series, it's whatever you saw one game previously, you might not see the next game. I want to get more into this Draymond thing as the show goes on. A reminder with the prices soaring at the pump, Discover has your back with cash back. Use Discover to earn 5% cash back at gas stations now through June on up to $1,500 in purchase when you activate. Learn more at discover.com slash awards. Limitations apply. Look, if something's not working time and again, right, we say that's the definition of insanity. When you do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. Right? But we're not to that point or to that level. So the need for drastic changes is not there. Having a bad game is akin to having a bad quarter when you're in sales, right? You have a bad quarter. Does that mean you completely rethink things? No. What worked? What didn't work? Why? Were there other ancillary issues to it? Like, has anybody pointed out the fact that Draymond's second foul was a complete joke, a complete flop, and so was Steph Curry's? If those two fouls don't happen, the game changes dramatically. No, I haven't heard anyone else on the radio mention that. We, we, we saw Steph had several fouls. I know it's maybe Steph's third foul. We were like, what, what are we doing here? That's a terrible call. And not that the officials would ever let Steph foul out, but it dramatically changes how aggressive he can be. Like, oh, wow. I mean, look at what happens. Look at what happens when Marcus Smart just drives right at Steph Curry. Well, he's kind of got to be... He's not a physical defender anyway, and when he's in foul trouble, he's got to get get the heck out of the way. So I, we just we're, we're not taking into account circumstances and some of the little things that didn't go their way and the plays they didn't make, and the Celtics did. And it's also not a one team deal. There's two teams, two teams there. Jalen Brown was spectacular. Marcus Smart was outstanding. Their bench didn't give him a ton. Grant Williams had a bunch of offensive rebounds, three of them, in fact, and scored 10 points. These things can twist, can change as we get to game four. Don't believe me. I give you Heat Celtics where no two games were actually alike. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. We 
are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Um, we talked about reading the room, and I actually used this with some kids that I coached last night. You know, it's uh, – here's the best example I can give you, okay? Um, and I, I give me as, as honest – an answer as you can, uh, John Ramos, nine eleven. Where were you when it happened? I was working my morning shift in radio here in Los Angeles. Okay. What 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 did it feel like in Los Angeles? I was not in Los Angeles at the time. What did it feel like in Los Angeles after nine eleven? After nine eleven, during after that 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 period. Oh, that that, that those couple of days. I was very um, uneasy. Would be a. a word that I would use. It was very quiet and very uh, scary. Yeah, I, it was. I, I was in Oklahoma at the time. I was filling in on local radio, and uh, we turned from, and I saw that I, I had gotten in my car and driven an hour to the station, and when I got to the station, that was when the second tower filled, uh, was fell right when I started looking at the TV. And we ran national news, and every, once, every 30 minutes, we would pop on and try and keep people calm, and encourage uh, gas station owners not to gouge people and to gouge prices. And I remember that weekend where there were no sports, there was nothing on. It was just scary. Just like, is this the end of the world? Right, are we headed for World War Three? Well, if you ask somebody who was in the tri-state area in New York, their feelings are very different. They knew somebody who knew somebody. You could see the smoke, t- you know, feel the ashes. I mean, you're talking about New York City being shut down. I had a neighbor whose husband worked um, very, very near, very near the Twin Towers. And she had twins that were babies. They they just actually graduated college. And he called her and said, get them in the stroller and get out, get out of town. You know, after when, when they, when they first hit the, hit the towers and 
um, she actually had to walk across the bridge to New Jersey, pushing two babies in a stroller. So th- the point is that the feelings for people who are more directly involved and are in that region are different than if you're in Southern California. No matter how much you wanted to feel connected to 9-11, you can't possibly fathom what it must have been like for people who lived, worked, knew, or in and around the island of Manhattan, that it's not just that two buildings came down and thousands of people died. It was that the Twin Towers, iconic landmarks on the island of Manhattan came down and there was smoke billowing for months to come, right? I bring that up because what Jack Del Rio said was more than embarrassing, more than uneducated, because he works for the Washington football team. So Jack Del Rio said, you know, we had a dust up in the Capitol. And meanwhile, you know, there's, yeah, actually, let's let's play it. Here's Jack Del Rio two days ago. Down to it. What did I ask? A simple question. Why are we not looking into those things? We're going to talk about it. Why are we not looking into those things? Because it's kind of hard for me to say I can realistically look at it. I see the images on TV. People's livelihoods are being destroyed. Businesses are being burned down. No problem. And then we have a dust up at the Capitol. Well, there's nothing burned down. And we're not going to talk about We're going to make that a major deal. I just think it's kind of two standards. And if we apply the same standard and we're going to be reasonable with each other, let's have a discussion. That's all it was. Let's have a discussion. We're Americans. I love, I, let's talk it through. I love the idea of not having a double standard. Okay, but we're not comparing like things here. We're just not. Okay, we're not. First of all, the protests and the what was covered by, by the media. But again, you're talking about an attack on the capital of the United States on January 6th when there's supposed to be a peaceful transition of power. But more than that, you coach for the for the team that represents the city where the attacks took place. In the all-time, bro, how did you not read the room? How did you not read the room? This is Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera, earlier today, this morning I met with Coach Del Rio to express how disappointing I am in his comments on Wednesday. His comments do not reflect the organization's views and are extremely hurtful to our great community here in the DMV. As we saw last night in the hearings, what happened on the Capitol on January 6, 2021, was an act of domestic terrorism. A group of citizens attempted to overturn the results of a free and fair election, and as a result, lives were lost and the Capitol building was damaged. Okay. Remember, Jack Del Rio did apologize for his comments on Wednesday. He understands the distinction between the events and the dark day and peaceful protests, which are the hallmark of our democracy. He does have the right to voice his opinion as a citizen of the United States, and it's most certainly in our community. I want to make it clear that our organization will not tolerate any equivalency to those who demanded justice in the wake of George Floyd's murder and the actions of those on January 6th who sought to topple our government. In fairness to Jack Del Rio, he never mentioned, I don't believe he mentioned George, George Floyd in those protests. It was a, an entire summer of protests. It wasn't just over George Floyd. Okay? And there have been 
other protests where there have been damage done to businesses and people's lives have been uprooted. So, like, I believe there's a bit of a false equivalency, even from the media and from people who, like myself, are repulsed by what he said, because I'm not making it out to be simply about George Floyd. He's talking about, well, like, protests are protests. Then why don't we cover all protests the same? And the answer is, dude, if you don't know that an insurrection in the capital of the United States, when there's supposed to be a peaceful transition of power and people trying to overturn our election and tell us that what happened in a free and fair election was fraudulent only to have those claims dismantled over time if you don't think that's if you don't think that's different and dramatic and dramatically um weighted in terms of negativity rightfully so i i can't help you can't help you you do this is where people don't understand their rights you have the right to free speech but if you say stupid stuff you're going to lose a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> you know you, you don't have the, the ability to yell fire in a movie theater you don't have a, the ability to <clears throat> to say things which are factually inaccurate and claim them to be true and then not be challenged on them free speech is it, it, we misinterpret greatly the Constitution and the meaning behind it. He's not the first. He won't be the last. I don't see him as a horrible person, okay? But the whole idea that January 6th was a dust-up when you work for the Washington football team that is now the commanders, that is, is the team in D.C., that it's an all-time you didn't read the room, dude. Rex Walters was a star. Um, at the University of Kansas, also at Northwestern before Kansas, playing the NBA. He's coached in the NBA. He's been a head coach in college. He's done just about everything, and he joins us to help get us ready for Game 4 NBA Finals, which, of course, take play tonight in Boston. Um, Rex, let's start with the Draymond Green, where Draymond has his own podcast, and it's on the volume, which uh, is Colin Coward's podcast network. So there is a connection there. Uh, but, uh, you know, this whole idea that he shouldn't be doing a podcast, he's not doing a podcast on the Kardashians or on Top Gun. He's talking about basketball and giving his opinion for 30, 40 minutes, which he would be doing regardless of whether or not he was recording a podcast. I don't have an issue with it, but you've played and coached and understand this league at a higher level than, than, than than I do. What do you think? I don't have a problem with him doing a podcast. I think the only thing that kind of caught my eye was the criticism of the referees or really the lack of respect for the referees when he talked about they're not going to they're not going to give me the second tee. You know, they know who I am. Things of that nature. I, I had a little bit of issue with it and it kind of bit him in the butt cuz he did foul out the next game. Like the league's going to listen to those things. The league's going to know about those things. So that's the only thing I had a problem with the pod in terms of it was a distraction. When he's talking about Cedric Maxwell, you know, I think the NBA Finals, I never played in the NBA Finals. I played in some playoff series. Like, everything is about that 48 minutes. And if you do anything to distract yourself or your team from that, it lessens your chance. I don't think it's going to – it's the determining factor, but I think you really got to focus everything on the task at hand. I have a pro- no problem with the pod, but I do think it can be a little bit of a distraction – for him and for his team 
and can also give fuel to the fire for your opponent. So, you know, to me, I think that if he wins the finals, the podcast, you know, the, the numbers are going to go up for him with the podcast because he's now a, you know, a, a three or four time champion. Like that's something that's truly amazing right now. That that would be the only issue. Like it's all your focus on this 48 minutes. And, and I know Draymond's the kind of guy that says, I can do both, but I think it has been a little bit of a distraction for him and the Golden State Warriors. But if, think about it for a second, okay? So you got three days in between games, right? Yep. So, you know, the the idea of a distract, like, and I'm not comparing to Michael Jordan, but Michael Jordan used to go play 36 holes of golf, right? So, I mean, and now you could say, hey, golf takes your mind away from it, helps you relax, you're only thinking about it. But I'm I'm guessing you're like me, like most guys, when you play a basketball game, it's like a DVR in your head. You're rewinding it over and over again. So it's it's on your mind anyway. Talking about it and articulating about it and giving your opinion about it is something you'd be doing anyway. I, I always feel like it's a busman's holiday. Something he's doing anyway, he just has to be getting paid for it. Well, I agree. But first of all, we can't ever compare Draymond Green to Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan played 36 holes of golf and still was clearly a yes. better player. Uh, but I will say... You know, sometimes it's good to have a distraction in terms of get away from it completely so you're not overanalyzing it. You know, I think that he's one of the most intelligent players in the NBA, uh, and he probably does, you know, more work in terms of thinking about the game. But sometimes, you know, when you articulate it, you're talking about it, and then it adds more fuel to the fire. It actually puts more pressure on on you when you make those kind of statements. You're talking about Cedric Maxwell. You're talking about this. You're talking about the past. You know, that's the only thing I have an issue with. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, the only thing that matters is if he performs well, yep. hey, it works. Nobody cares. And if he doesn't, yeah, yep. and if he doesn't, he's going to get ridiculed. And I think Draymond actually likes that. He likes that pressure. You yep. know, he likes to have everyone against him. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. Hopefully it plays out good for him. I'm a big fan of his. I think Boston's at the end of the day, you know what the problem is? I think Boston's better. And, and so that's where, it, you know, he could get ridiculed if this thing does blow up in his face. Oh, I, I agree with you on, on a multitude of fronts. Okay, uh, Boston does appear to be a more complete roster, a more complete team. Um, but I would, I would say that between – it wasn't just Draymond and some of, the de- some of the times he got beat defensively. He had a couple bad turnovers, a missed layup in, in the third quarter. They're making a run, and they got to where they were up two – but that one should have been eight or ten, an eight or ten point lead. I thought that's where the 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 Warriors lost Game Three. Uh, what what did you think? What went so wrong for the Warriors in your mind? Well, I think the biggest thing is that they need help. They they need Boston to turn the ball over. They need Boston to force shots, uh, bad shots, difficult shots off the bounce. And at the end of the day, they they weren't able to do that. And in their one big W. They turned Boston over at a high level. So, and I think what, what Golden State really has to consider doing is, hey, you know, I know in game one, the others beat us. Can they do that for four games? Because if you're, if you're Golden State, you have to be thinking, hey, I'm not going to let Jalen Brown and I'm not going to let Jason Tatum beat us. And if we can be in and make those guys work for everything, hopefully turn them over, hopefully get them to shoot forced up shots, and then be able to close to Marcus Smart, to close to Al Horford, close to Derek White, close to Grant Williams, close hard because those guys can make shots, and then finish with rebounds. Like, that was the other thing, too. Finish with 
a defensive rebound so they can get in transition because they're at a big advantage. Steph Curry is at his best in transition. The pick-and-roll offense in transition is so much better for Golden State because they want to. Boston wants to play in drops. Well, they weren't able to do that because even when they got stops, they were giving up offensive rebounds, and then it just kind of got out of control for the Golden State Warriors. It's great. It's a great point, right? That that was really the difference in the Mavericks series was was the offensive rebounding. Now that offensive rebounding is being owned by the the Boston Celtics. Okay, so if you're Steve Kerr, what adjustments do you make tonight? Uh, I would I would I would consider shortening the rotation to seven. Uh, I would consider keeping Jordan Poole off the floor when Steph Curry is on the floor. They should, uh, as much as possible, sub for each other, right? At times you're going to have to play them together. But when you have both of them on the floor, Boston is going at those two at a high level, all right? So that would be some of the – and I would have more Kayvon Looney. Every time that Robert Williams is on the floor, I want Looney on the floor as well. And maybe at times for spot minutes, against Al Horford because we know Al Horford can pick and pop and shoot the three ball. So those are some of the things I would talk about. And I talked about this before, like, hey, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are not going to beat us on every single catch. They're going to see guys in the driving line, in the, in, in the paint, right? We're, we're going to make those guys get off of the ball when they do penetrate because they don't have anyone on their roster that can guard those two guys one-on-one. It's going to take five guys to beat them, and then you've got to make the second and third effort to close and close hard, be disciplined in your closeout, not leaving our feet, right? And that'll keep us out of those deep penetration kick-out threes. And then also that makes the offensive rebounding so much better for Boston because now you're in second and third rotation, and now you can't secure the defensive rebound. So those are the things that I would, uh, I would consider – you know, talking about if I'm Steve Kerr. He knows a lot more about basketball than I do, but those are the things that stick out to me. Stug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. All right, if you're Boston, do you do you stick with, with the status quo or do you continue to evolve and adjust? No, I, I think you stick with the status quo. I, I think that, you know, you're still going to talk about all your switches. You're going to talk about your pick-and-roll defense, especially in transition. Horford's got to get up to the to the point of the screen. Uh, even Robert Williams has got to get up in transition. They've got to make that adjustment because Steph is so good in those situations, not only shooting the three, but getting to his mid-range and then making others around him better. So I think that's a big point of, of emphasis for them. You're going to talk about the fact that, you know, I would think that they're thinking, hey, they're going to be in, Jason. They're going to be in, Jalen. You've got to be able to drive the basketball with a willingness to get off it, find open shooters, and, and, and guys – this is when the others are so important. You've got to shoot the ball aggressively with confidence, knowing that it's going to go in, and then also knowing, hey, we have the advantage on the glass. We've got to get our guys on the glass when they have advantages and then hopefully get out and transition. Um, and there, there's a lot of things to cover, but those are the things I would, I would think about talking about if you're the Celtics. You, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, you, you said you think the Celtics are better. Does that mean you think the Celtics win? You know, I, it's going to be interesting. I think the, the referees will be a big uh, a thing tonight. You know, a, a lot was made about Steph got in early foul trouble, only had, had very few times he got to the free throw line. Draymond ends up fouling out. It'll be interesting to see how the game is called tonight. Draymond is going to be putting on his defensive and offensive 
uh, lineman helmet tonight with his screens, with his picks, running guys over. Are they going to allow those things to happen tonight? Are they going to be a little bit more touchy when Steph and, and even you know Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, when they're driving the basketball, are they going to be calling it a little bit tighter to allow Golden State to get to the free throw line? I think all those things can play into it. You know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but you know the NBA makes more money with a game five, game six, game seven than they do with just a game five or game six. So oh, I, that, that's, the, that, that's something I'm really going to watch tonight is how the game's going to be called. Rex, great stuff, man. Really appreciate you joining us. Thanks for the breakdown, man. You're awesome. Thanks for being our guest. You're the man. You're the man, Doug. Thank you. All right, uh, Rex Walters joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. With prices soaring at the pump, Discover has your back with cash back. You discovered to earn 5% cash back at gas stations and Target now through June on up to $1,500 in purchases when you activate. Learn more at discover.com slash rewards limitation supply. Jay Stu, let me, let me ask you because yesterday I flipped you and then you kind of flipped back in regards to Draymond Green. Where are you now in, in, in your thoughts of is it a, is it a distraction? Yeah, I'm uh I'm not um too shamed or shamed to admit you changed my mind on something. So I started the day kind of having the uh down the middle uh take on Draymond Green. And I still do think this. Like if I was to do a side job and I informed everybody in my surroundings and my boss I'm going to do a side job and then my main job starts to decline, I think I'm leaving myself open for a criticism, that my time is being distracted. And I think that was my take with Draymond. Like, maybe it isn't, but it's just optically it doesn't look great. But then I hear your, your segment yesterday, and you talked me kind of out of that. I mean, your main point is, which is very valid, look, he's talking basketball. He's spending 45 minutes or whatever talking basketball, which he would be doing with his wife or his buddy or a teammate anyways. It's not like, like you said, it's not like he's doing a movie review. So um, I think that that point is totally valid. Uh, I will say this. I'll kind of stick to my main point on this one. It leaves you open to criticism when you do do this stuff, the extracurricular stuff, and your main job is seems to be suffering, right? Yeah, but again, like extracurricular stuff to me is, you know, when you're doing something different than you would normally be Correct. doing. Yep, yep. That's that. That's that's the big point. You know that that's the big point is that he's not. It's not like you know he's he's an architect, and uh, and now he's got to work on a different project, which takes him away from his main project. Um, or it's not like he's an architect and. You know, he's tending bar at night. Um, there's, there's, I, I don't believe there's a level of distraction because he's only talking about the series that he's playing in. That's it. Nothing else. You know? So th- that, that, would be, that would be my pushback on it. Yes, John Ramos. And why would – I remember the question that guy asked yesterday about X's and O's and stuff, and I, I can't imagine any player in their right mind – Give, giving out like plays on a pot. I mean, I don't think Draymond Green. I don't know what that guy was talking about. Like, right? I mean, I what, would would Draymond Green be going? You know, I mean, I wish we'd run that the Johnson Jun play again because that's when we move our guys down low to take the doubt. I mean, who, <laughs> that guy. He he was really. I don't. Maybe he didn't know. Ba- not that he didn't know basketball, but like, well, how did he ever listen to that and think he was giving out like X's and O plays, like? <laughs> That made no sense to me. Yeah, he doesn't know basketball? 
Yeah, correct. Okay. <laughs> correct. I mean, I guess you could take something and hear it and, and get the wrong impression, but maybe and maybe he did. Maybe he just got the wrong impression, and that's why you ask questions. I get that's her job, but when you say, like, X's and O's, to me that sounds like you're giving out plays. Like, you know— totally. Yeah, and that's not anything. When we I call fit, when we call fist, here's the action we yes. do, and yes. whatever. Man, that time we came out of the timeout, here's we're looking. Even then, it doesn't. Uh, uh, by the way, just a really good, a really well run set or play in basketball, just like in football, it has a counter to it. You know, in football you have audibles, but it has a counter to it. If you do this, we do this. If you do this, we do this. So. And it's not like Golden State's running so many plays. It's like, oh, it's about their sets. No, their style of, of offense, everybody knows what they're doing, and they do run some quick hitter sets. And th- it's hard to prepare for when they, they're coming at you really quick. When the ball goes in, they're uh, obviously a lot harder to guard. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. 
Hope you're having a good day. The Doug Gottlieb Show, broadcast live every day from sunny Southern California. Welcome in. It's brought to you by Bet River Sportsbook, the most trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21. You must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, I, I thought that this was interesting. You know, we, we go back and everybody wants to kind of remake history, you know, and I'm sitting here thinking, huh, it's interesting. I remember several people who work with us here at Fox Sports Radio telling us that Danny Ainge didn't know what he's doing. Right? That Danny Ainge should have moved. Remember that Danny Ainge should have moved mountains to trade for Anthony Davis? Do you guys remember that? I do. I was sitting at the seat of this very same desk. And Anthony Davis offered no desire to re-sign with the Celtics. So the Celtics did not trade away their core of young players to get Anthony Davis. Now, you can sit here and go, hey, Anthony Davis won a title with the Lakers. That's totally accurate. But if you think the, the Lakers love the Anthony Davis acquisition considering the number of injuries and the, the time spent trying to get him into peak physical condition, right? And, and, you know, he's been with them for, what, three years? And been hurt every year? Additionally, though, you know, in addition, the Lakers passed on Jason Tatum. Remember, Danny Ainge had the number one overall pick. He traded with the Philadelphia 76ers and still got his guy, that being Jason Tatum. So recently, Ramona Shelburne, I believe uh, Ramona from ESPN, she's located in the West Coast. She knows hoops a ton. She asked him about the Lakers, and he said, quote, the Lakers were my favorite team. Kobe was my favorite player. So it was crazy. The Lakers had the second pick, and I was, it was, so, I was so close to a dream come true, but it was like they just didn't want anything to do with me at the time. Now, here's the reality, Okay. If you don't like reality, if you like saying that Rob Palinka is an idiot, okay, you can do that. Okay? But let's also kind of catch our breath for a second. The reality is, and I know this from several high place sources in the Lakers, they wanted to work out Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum's agent refused to let him work out for them. Now, it was within good reason. One, the Lakers had their sights set on Lonzo Ball. And two, they already had um, uh, they already had Brandon Ingram, who, though not as skilled maybe a shooter as we've seen from Jason Tatum, like there's a lot of similarities there. Could you play them together? Of course you could. But the, the, the thought was they're kind of the same guy. They're both Dukies. Same player, et cetera, et cetera. We don't want to double up on that. So and there's also a very good possibility, very good possibility, that Brandon Ingram had no idea, excuse me, that uh, Jason Tatum had no idea that his agent wouldn't let them talk to or work him out. But that's the truth. Now, his agent obviously knew Lonzo was going too. But if you think that Jason Tatum, who was close with Kobe Bryant and Kobe Bryant was represented in his NBA career by Rob Palinka. If you think that Rob Palinka didn't want to take at least a look, if not, make a run at Jason Tatum, you, you, you don't understand the reality of this. 
And, like, look, it was a screw-up by Magic. Magic got infatuated with Lonzo Ball and all that stuff he thought about Lonzo Ball and his jersey being beside him and him being the next Jason Kidd. All of that was, was, was reality. That's how he felt. That's what he thought. And I don't know what Lonzo would have looked like had he not continually gotten hurt. And a lot of people in the Lakers organization think the reason he got hurt was he was wearing those crummy shoes. Go back and look at the injuries that he sustained during his rookie year, and the shoes were very much a part of it. The rookie year led to an off-season knee surgery, so he didn't get the work to fix his game between year one and year two, and then the guy becomes cast. Even now, Lonzo Ball still, oft injured, very talented, obviously not Jason Tatum, but better than Mark Helfoltz. That's what really happened. You know, that's what really happened. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. That's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Like there's a, there's a bunch of different other elements to it, right? Had they had Brandon Ingram and Jason Tatum, could they have coexisted? If they didn't coexist, would he be a member of the Pelicans now? Would he have been traded to the Pelicans? Would he, like, there's just so much of the, it's very easy to say, hey, the Lakers have the number two pick. I mean, look, the Lakers should have taken Donovan Mitchell. He was the best workout that they had, and a lot of people in the organization thought he was way better than Lonzo Ball. So th- this was a magic decided. Lonzo was the next great point guard in the history of the Lakers from L.A., bought into it. And that was the mistake that was made. Kind of simple. Yes, Jason. I remember that time well. Uh, I was working in, in local radio out here, and that that press conference, that introduction uh, press conference t- for Lonzo. Uh, I remember Magic justifying the pick by basically saying that we want to take this back to the times, you know, when you had a a guy like myself distributing to Worthy on the wing and, and Byron. It was just like one of those typical like Lakers magic decisions that isn't really based in like logic or who's on the roster or whatever. Just like we need to go back to showtime. And I think that's kind of like where the Lakers have been stuck in for 20 years. But you remember <laughs> magic specifically said this to us. I'm going to put a little pressure on you right now. You look to your right. There's some jerseys hanging on that wall. We expect a ball jersey hanging up there one day. All right. Uh, all right. Good. Yikes. <laughs> Whoops. Yikes. I mean, listen, Magic is always the salesman, right? Consummate salesman. But that's a yikes. Yikes. Um, look, I, I'll be honest with you. I loved Lonzo Ball in college. I, I probably know a little bit too much in terms of all the stuff they had to fix about his game. And there's forever going to be a feeling that they didn't have enough time to fix his game, Right. But the guy was a magni- the guy's a magnificent talent, and he is electric to watch. You know, I mean, like, look, we could do, I could do a whole hour on, or even just a segment on, like, look, Lonzo was part of it was he had never really learned to be a leader because his dad always spoke for him. You know, that's that's a big element to the position is it's a leadership element. He had never learned to play pick and roll. 
because the way they played in high school and with his dad's AAU team, they just pressed, ran, shot the ball as quick as possible. It was a crazy, it was a fun style, but it wasn't one that trained you how to play point guard in the NBA. You know, and the times in which they felt like they wanted to develop him, he was always hurt. So I, it's very easy to go, hey, Jason Tatum is way better than Lonzo Ball. That pick was a disaster. Magic Johnson, the clown. I, I don't think he was. I don't think he was that far off. Did Lonzo have a lot of things to fix in his game? Yes, but he's a great athlete. He's got incredible vision. He just he had no finishing package. Had no ability to play off the point guard, and he had a ton of pressure and wasn't really built uh, to be in front of the microphone because his dad had always kind of done all the talking in in that family. Yes, uh, John Ramos. So you just brought up three things right there that in a conversation, if you were in a management position, if you brought those up, what would the answer be to those? Like if someone said those three things to you and you were in charge, would you be like, "Ooh, those are good points. Maybe we should think twice. Or do you just say like, you know what? We'll deal with that when it comes. Like, do you think that's what the Lakers did in that situation? Because those are all valid points you just made, you know? I don't think there was a lot of discussion about it. I think it was a decision that had been made a month before the NBA draft. That while all those, and you know, it's what can you fix? What can you improve on? And what, like, you're not going to make a guy taller. But, you know, I mean, look, they they had all kinds of things screwed up. Their their, uh, strength coach, what was the name of their strength coach? He was, um, he was actually the Kardashians. Uh, trainer. Do you, do you remember that? It was, uh, I do remember. Name? I remember, but I don't remember his name. Gunnar Peterson. Yeah, that's it. Gunnar Peterson. Okay. So like, again, this was kind of the magic thing, which was they decided to hire Gunnar Peterson. <laughs> You're like, what? And Gunnar Peterson is a, a tremendous trainer. And he has worked with some professional athletes. Right? But that's not like what he does. He's a trainer of the stars, right? Like Rocky. Yeah, there was Pete Sampras, but he wasn't like a guy who this guy works with basketball players and basketball players specifically. But I mean, and Lonzo became a freak athlete in working with him. But there also again there were injuries. How much of that was gun- hiring Gunnar Peterson? It's all kinds of missteps. All kinds of missteps. So it, it was a bizarre, but to answer your question, John, like nobody's honestly, Jason Tatum did, was not a perfect prospect coming out. You know, he was seen as a guy, Jason Tatum's reputation was that he was going to be a great workout guy that you had to remember how he looks in workouts is not how necessarily he looks in reality. Um, but he was a scoring machine who didn't play much defense and didn't pass a ton. That's it. And he's, you know, 6'8". He was 200 pounds. And he was a, a very well-regarded prospect. Uh, not a two-way player yet. And not somebody who was a willing passer. So how much of that could you improve? And, you know, I, I think therein kind of lies the rub. And then what do you need with the team? And the truth was that team needed, didn't just need a point guard. Remember, that's Jordan Clarkston was around that time, right? They didn't just need a point guard. They needed leadership, and that was something that, frankly, neither truly provided. Tatum, not a bad leader, but just not a leader. Just a, give me the ball, I'm going to get you a bucket, 
And Lonzo is more of a leader in terms of how he plays. Guys like playing with him, but he does not have kind of the alpha leadership mentality. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.